0: Hello on The Daily Family. I am so excited about this episode. I got to sit down in my own living room with my best friend, Kelly Balch. She's been on the show a few times now, and we brought her back on for probably the most spiritual podcast episode I've ever done. If you are witchy and woo-woo and connected with the universe, this episode is for you. If you're curious about it, this episode is for you. I mean, this episode is really for anyone because one thing that I really love about Kelly is that she makes things um, so easy to grasp onto, even if it's not something you're familiar with. And I think we, together, we both do that really well. And so in this episode we are really just talking about like all the things that maybe you've wanted to learn more about that you haven't been able to or you know things that have you know confused you in the past I don't know it is a very spiritual podcast episode and I'm very excited for you to hear it here's the thing it is long <laughs> so we have broken it up into two parts so I am so excited to introduce you to part 1 of our episode with Kelly Balch. Hey, friend. Welcome to On The Daily. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary, and I am a quantum business coach. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a multi-six-figure entrepreneur, co-founder and president of HypeU Media and CEO of Danielle On The Daily Coaching. we are fam welcome back we got we got the whole we got the whole squad up in here even the dogs we're literally in my living room hi kelly hi i'm so happy to be here yet again i know thank you i feel like every time we do this it's like at the perfect time but i feel like the last year we've both like grown so much yeah um and so i mean guys like our dogs are here on my way Listen, like they're on Breezy's white pants. Like we're really going to just, this is like very candid, which is what we wanted. But I think before we hand the mic over to Breeze to ask us whatever the heck she's going to ask us, I just want to hear like, what you been up to in the last year, Cal? <laughs> in the last year,
1: I had the beautiful opportunity to travel the world. Uh, I even lived in Rotterdam, Netherlands for a l- few months and kind of was just like, in this reflective reconstructing mode, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was observing and also reaching this type of like ceiling of just, okay, I'm ready for the next level of life again, yet again. Um, Because I know one podcast we were talking about once you, you know, trying to level up and reaching the ceiling. And so I was, I found myself in this space of like, Almost like spirit in the universe was just like holding my chest back of like, just wait, just wait Mm. and observe, keep on observing, like feel, feel because I've been go, 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 go. And so all last year was just this kind of really deep, deep reflecting mode. And now I'm ready to explode.
0: Yeah, I feel like last time we talked about like it was how do you know when it's time to level up and you were yeah. literally talking about leaving weddings. How many weddings do you have booked this year? Three. Woo!
1: Three weddings. How does that feel? Nerve-wracking. Yeah. Nerve-wracking and yet exhilarating. I t- I'm always excited for a challenge and for coming out of shooting weddings for 14 years and being known as like one of the top queer wedding photographers in the industry and I... Re- just changing into now the creative space of filmmaking and documenting and still storytelling.
0: Documentary.
1: Documentary is what I said the <laughs> other day.
0: Yeah. We Googled it. It's yeah, not but, a word. Definitely word not we, a word, but I created it. Don't you fucking use it. It's Kelly's. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I wanted to go into that space and then really step into my spiritual self and very be, be um, uninhibited in that
0: space. Yeah, I feel that. Well, I'm really happy you're here. Me too. Thank you. I love you. I really love you. And you. (laughs) I get... And Breezy, we love you. I'm so happy because I don't ever get to record people in person. And it's like, it's such a different... It's just so different. And when one of those people is like your wife and your best friend, I'm like, I'm good. I'm groovy. groovy. Does anybody want pizza? Like, let's (laughs) order a pizza. Why fucking not? Uh. Okay. So... (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Um, Breezy's in charge of the questions. We have no idea where she's going to go, which is exciting. I know. I'm so excited. And um,
2: (laughs) buckle up. Bam. All right, Breezy J. All right, ladies. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So my first question, babe, you are clearly married to a woman. Kelly, you have been married to a woman. Yeah. So that means you're both lesbians, right? You're both gay, right? <laughs> Long pause. You take that. You start
0: this one. I mean, this is a really like bold. She's really just jumping in. Yeah, no, I was like, wait, I thought we were going to start off there a little bit. no toes dipping in any ponds here. We are cannonballing into the deep end. Okay.
1: Sure. So... So there's so many layers as there is in life to that, to, I think, things and spectrums of things. So uh, to some, I would say that I'm a lesbian, but then, you know, I'm attracted to so many beautiful things. And if it just so happens to be, you know, this energy that is in a, a female vehicle or avatar, then yeah,
0: I think that. I think my sexuality is the least interesting thing about me Yeah, and um, I say this a lot actually but like I've never this I know this is not and this is not everyone's reality. My reality is I've never had to come out. That was never something I had to do. It was just like it actually reminds me of Billie Eilish recently. Somebody was like wait you're gay and she's like I didn't know that I needed to like say that like I didn't know that was like a thing that's how I've always felt like I've always been like very sexually fluid because it's not like body parts I've all I'm I'm attracted to like I am attracted like you said it's it's energy it's Mm -hmm. a human it's like I am attracted to this human who happens to have a vagina and like it's a lot like this is where, but like, this is where, like, spiritual a glorious a vagina, glorious <laughs> vagina. Oh my gosh. She asked this fucking and we're question. We're
1: gonna zoom into Breezy's red face
0: right now. I mean, now. listen, if she's gonna ask these fucking questions, and she's gonna have to be okay with me talking about her vagina. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, it's it's such a weird thing because I sometimes am, when somebody's like, "Oh, I, like a company that I I was a part of when I was building a network marketing business. Um that company kind of tried to make me or oh, pin me as like the lesbian face yeah. of the company. And I don't know if they did it consciously or if it was more of a well, we don't have one of those. Yeah. Let's put let's put her on a mic. I always remember being like, "Oh, but that that has nothing to do with anything." um grateful. Yeah. Thank you. I love my wife. But yeah, I I think I think sexuality is like it's such a it, everything is everything has a duality. Like I can't tell you that if something if for some reason god forbid Breezy and I got a divorce, I can't say that I wouldn't fall in love with someone who has a penis. Like I can't say that.
1: Uh, honestly, I think the genitalia is the least like a- attractive thing that I am w- with a, a person and like I came out as sapiosexual what is that and sapiosexual is attracted to one's mind yeah oh but but then I go in deeper and I'm like I'm really attracted to someone's depth of being yes and like the layers that they're uncovering and so if that like I was attracted to men in high school and college but then really understood the more that I was getting deeper within myself I was attracted to I was just, you know, attracting my mirror. So that just happened, happened to be women who are going deep with their emotions. were going deep with the, like discovering self. And so I was attracted to that. And then now, like I see men going on that path and the, a spiritual path of really discovering, you know, who they are, you know, spiritually. And so I'm like, wow, that's so attracted,
0: you know, attracting mm-hmm. to me. I mean, fuck last night in our kitchen, we were literally discussing who you're
1: future my
0: husband going to be <laughs> my future being future being that in my dreams has been male who's going to be androgynous i feel has to be yeah. and you know what it kind of makes me think of the this like gen z and and forward we've been talking about this a lot mm-hmm. you know you you tell like us as elder <laughs> you're fucking elder, elder. <laughs> you're elder, elder millennials. millennials we're elder millennials and to say like I'm, I'm, I consider myself sexually fluid or to use fluidity in any term, whether it's gender or sexuality or yeah. whatever, to use that as an elder millennial, like you look, people look at you like you have fucking antlers on your head. Yeah. And the good news, I think it's awesome is that, you know, and of course it's, we'll, we can go into this, but like, of course it's, it's polarized in the media and it's polarized in society. But I think one of the most beautiful things about Gen Z is that it's not a thing like and yeah i guess there's a saying that's like it's trendy to be gay and i think i think like that's society's way of saying like kids these days like don't really care and i actually think that's a really beautiful thing because like ultimately as spiritual beings there's no gender there's no sexuality it's light Mm -hmm. and sure we're having a human experience but still like there's there's a fluidity just to energy in general and i think it's really cool to see these you know these gen z kids not having to go through the same like shame that the millennials and the gen x and gen y and gen <laughs> whatever beyond that yeah. have had to go through um you know to just live in truth
1: yeah being a wedding photographer I've always said this is it like, it's really beautiful to look at couples, whether they are heteronormative, you know, coupling or same sex and seeing no matter what the balance of feminine and masculine energy within the, the couples. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just see how beautiful their energy works together and how mm-hmm. the feminine and the masculine manifests itself. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't actually come to being who the avatar of what their their human you know, self looks like it's like no matter what, the masculine and feminine will find their balance. Mm. So then now, and I was telling uh, actually my ex wife when we first started dating, like back in 2015, that I really believe back in the day. Back, back which in- was a Wednesday, yeah on five o'clock back in Day. um that I think that we're going to be reaching the whole blending of the duality and everyone's going to be androgynous and that's going to be like in the year probably 2050 whatever else but then I look at Gen Z and they're already doing it they're know. already being like I'm, I'm so non-binary I'm so gender fluid like mm-hmm. I'm sexually mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know gender fluid
0: and and i'm like wow this is exactly it and i think where the media like ruins that is like then they go well no you have to pick one you have to pick one or like then they go so hard into like i'm nothing like i'm non-binary and i'm like there's still but see this is where fluidity comes in because i really love my femininity i really love the fact that i am like like female presenting and i love my long hair and i love wearing makeup and i love all these things And sometimes my hair's on top of my head. I'm in boy sweats and, you know, don't give a fuck. And I think when you can... It, but this is where the pen, like the pendulum will always swing to one extreme and then the other. And I always imagine it like this pendulum just kind of like eventually it's going to settle in the middle mm-hmm. and it's not really going to matter. So like if one day you wake up and you want to like present more masculine and then the next day you want to wake up and you want to present more feminine, it doesn't matter. If you want to, if you are in a relationship with somebody who is male, great. And then if your next relationship is female, it really doesn't matter. Yep. And I think the reason why it's so polarizing right now is because it's it's being demonized so much it's an old system it's an old system right and but yeah i mean i don't i don't like identifying like i don't like the labels and i don't like the (laughs) to to your question she has a she has a (laughs) follow-up well
2: uh my follow-up would just be that um i think what i'm hearing is you felt a lot from the queer community especially that in order to like be a member or or to Uh be in the queer community, you have to pick Mm. a letter or you have to pick a label. And I think I've heard both of you say in different ways at different times that it's like we came out of boxes and now we sometimes have to be put in boxes. And so I would love for you both to just share on.
1: Uh, I mean, so like the labels are for I think a, a preface, like a beginning template of like, here you go, here are your basic kind of like identities and sexualities in the queer community. And and then like once you step into that and then you starting to understand more of who you are and growing into who you are, that gets blurred and it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. So that's what I really believe is like those, those labels, just like a, a diagnosis, right? Is just to help you understand what you possibly are mm. and then you don't need it that's right. just the path you know I agree, I, I agree with I, you I had a, I have had a need like when I was really coming out and I'm like oh my god like what is this that I'm feeling what is going on and that's why I was like I'm not a lesbian like I'm not bisexual because again it wasn't about you know male you being male yeah. or female it was like I'm attracted to what you have to say how you feel and I'm like what's that word so sapiosexual like really I was like thank god and then so I, I didn't felt about need pansexual.
0: It. What? That's so how I felt about pansexual. Exactly.
1: And then I didn't need it. And then I'm like, well now I just like I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. I am Kelly. I'm a k i am ai am Kelly attracted to whoever I am vibration, you know, like vibrationally
0: I vibrationally connecting for. to. Yeah. I also think, I mean, listen, we're gonna we're gonna talk about trauma. I think a lot of the times my biggest issue with the LGBT community, LGBTQIA plus community is that (laughs) there's a lot of letters. (laughs) They eat their own. The alphabet mafia. The alphabet mafia eats their own. And what that comes from is a deep, deep, deep seated need for validation. Like if I can get the world to validate me, then I will validate myself and I think true enlightenment comes in all areas. But if we're talking about sexuality and gender, you know, gender fluidity, like true enlightenment comes where you no longer seek that. So then you're no longer mad at the whole world who doesn't understand you because it's like what it tells me when somebody screams so loud that they need to be understood it, all that tells me is, Oh, well, there's a part of you that doesn't understand yourself. So let's actually focus in
1: 100%. It's interesting when I was going on my spiritual like journey and path of discovering self, I went right to ancestry.com. And because it wasn't even just about my sexual, you know, and I gender identity, it was about who I was as like, before in my past, my culture, Mm -hmm. who created me, what's what my ancestors like, who was that? Mm -hmm. And that's another is like, That's just all the path of discovering self is
0: going into the the nuances of who you are, right? Yeah. Like I don't – I've said this a few times, but when when we moved to Texas, a lot of the alphabet mafia as they call themselves or as other people call them – I don't even know who calls them that. But a lot of the alphabet mafia – they were like, Are you, aren't you afraid to move to Texas because right. you're gay? And I was like, no, I'm a normal fucking person who does normal fucking things, who happens to be married to someone who has a vagina. Like yeah. that's where it ends. And like, I don't need people to put pride flags up in their front yard in order for me to feel secure about my relationship. I actually don't need my neighbors to even, ha- like I don't need them to respect my relationship like, or to approve of my relationship because I do. <laughs> like I don't need that. i don't need that like i I just don't need that like if you respect like everyone's like oh well you know the you the the christians like don't approve of your lifestyle i'm like i don't really care if they approve of my lifestyle yeah because like if like as long as you're not like blatantly fucking rude to my face like then we're gonna have a problem because now there's just disrespect happening like you can pray for me behind your closed door like i don't care
1: i'll take your prayers i love that i will take that's all energy for me
0: right i will take a prayer (laughs) like I don't know. I actually think that if, you know, if somebody is praying for me behind closed doors because they have a different belief system than I do, like that's okay as long as we're all moving forward. It's just when we cause distraction for each other that it becomes a problem. And like, that's obviously very prevalent, especially in a society that is built on like division and like keeping people separate, which is kind of like the system we're breaking out of right now, spiritually, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. But like, it, it, the, you know, I, I would the message I would give like our friends and our brothers and our sisters in the LGBTQIA+ community is it, in every single facet of society there are architects, if you will, of an old system. So it's almost like what's the saying, like wolves in sheep's clothing. I, but the the there's certain people that were never meant to move beyond the structure that they were meant to build and so you're going to have people within the lgbtia plus community that are like no boxes labels rules systems strategies because like that's the system that used to exist and that worked for them right and it worked yeah. it worked for a long time yeah. until it didn't until yeah so it's not it's not a political thing it's not a religious thing it's not a spiritual it's a spiritual thing it's a it's a it's a, it's a there's the new mm. paradigm that we're moving into, into. And then there's the old one. And in every single facet of society exists people from both. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if that old system works for somebody, that's beautiful.
1: But then there's also a new one. And that's just like being fluid, being who you are, whoever you want to be. And, and being okay that if it's going to continue to change, then it's going to continue to
2: shame. There's no shame or guilt. Thank you, ladies. Great question. <laughs> uh, moving on, um, you both have mentioned uh, quite a few times the word spirituality, awakening, enlightenment. Um, I know because of being so close to both of you that you are deep into your spiritual awakenings and your spiritual journeys. Um, what would you say to someone who is having a spiritual awakening um, and is maybe early in their stage and might feel disconnected or disassociated with their human experience Mm.
1: oh well i take i mean welcome to the circus yeah um i mean scene i mean first first when you are having like a spiritual awakening you feel very crazy because you're breaking again old systems old realities um and you are just probably feeling so so you go into so many different stages you get so crazy and then you get so mad and then you get to my favorite part but also not my favorite part and it was in the movie um everywhere everything all at once where they are everything everywhere everything everywhere all at once that the movie that
0: movie was it won a lot of awards. it was
1: such an amazing movie and there was a part in it that basically came to the the part where they're both rocks and they're just saying nothing nothing matters because you are so zoomed out in this realm in this reality that you are just like wow nothing matters and it's kind of sad mm. um but it's also like flo- like a floating space of just wow and i find myself in that space so consistently in in this
0: when was your first spiritual awakening
1: i would say when i was 13 first when i was That's 13 a long time ago and then i had another one when i was about 22 Mm -hmm. No, like 20, 22. Mm -hmm. And then I had another one during COVID. So 2020, and that's another thing you're going to continuously having uh, multiple awakenings because it's going to be evolving in Mm -hmm. each system. But um, I find myself continuously in the cosmos and continuously at that space of like, wow, nothing matters Mm. that I'm so disassociated. And so that's why I'm so grateful for a lot of my other spiritual friends that are coming in this angle of like, no, I'm here in this realm and this reality and like, Mm. you do that for me all the time of like, don't forget you're mm-hmm. a human being. You chose to be here to mm-hmm. have this human experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so still connected to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have it tattooed on my back. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can never, it can never leave me. Yeah. And you're like, hold on,
0: hold on, Let's come here. Come on. See, cause like, here's the thing, right? Like in, in this week, I want to like, kind of g- dive into, uh, there was a, I, I saw a question on my Instagram about free will, which I want to dive into after oh, this, but, I love that. but like, here's the thing, like your spiritual awakening, you're going to have to do it a lot. Just like generational trauma, just like healing your childhood trauma, you're going to heal it. And then you're going to hit a new level of yourself you're going to have an awakening and then you're going to hit a new level and you're going to have to do it again. And the difference will be you don't, it won't hurt as much or it won't Mm. feel as heavy each time because you've been here before you've done this before. Maybe it's not the same situation. Maybe things have shifted, but like ultimately the energy of it, you've done this before. And if you're having, if you are, if you are lucky enough and blessed enough to be having a spiritual awakening in this human existence then it's for a reason and there's a like that reason is probably it is in some way part of the collective yeah and so you have a mission and whether your mission is to shake everyone awake and be that person like on the front lines i oh my gosh i have a a friend of mine actually her friend of all of ours gail yeah gail like she is i always say like she is like wonder woman at the front of the the pack just like yeah. koo, koo, shaking people awake left and right and that's like her path and I think I think anytime you have a spiritual awakening like the initial thought is like oh my god I'm going crazy everybody has to know about this how do I get everybody to figure this out and because that that's can, the first mission right that's like okay
1: you know this now tell everybody
0: right and right? then you figure out along the way like what that means for you and what I figured out what it, yeah. it means for me which is like I'm, I'm grateful for you saying this about me like my my mission is I'm not here to shake you awake when you are awake. Yeah. I can be your Sherpa. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can offer a perspective that's going to cause like, that's going to keep you in deep transformation. So I think it's just about as you have these awakenings and like, usually it's, I mean, I think you, you nailed this, like you do feel crazy. Yeah, Like you feel fucking insane. Like, why does nobody see this? How am I the only one that understands this? Why is everybody like, it's almost like, it's like that Taylor Swift song, like you need to calm down. Like, (laughs) I feel like that. Like there's moments where like I, during the pandemic was a big one for me where I would just like look at everybody and be like, y'all need to calm down. Like what the fuck? But it's like, you know, it was an opportunity for me to really tap into like, no, I'm, I trust myself because ultimately a spiritual awakening is coming home to yourself. Exactly. That's what a spiritual awakening is. It's not about what's happening outside of you. It's not about, you know, bending the will of the universe or whatever it is. It's about coming home to yourself. Yeah. And you're going to be presented with opportunities along the way at every new level that are going to give you the opportunity to really anchor in to Oh, yeah, I'm here for a reason. This human experience is happening
1: now. Now, Yeah. And another thing is like, I mean, I've had multiple like awakenings. Right. And I still don't have it all figured out because, again, I'm still human. And so when we're looking at these spiritual gurus, I'm looking at them and being like, I wonder what level of depth have they reached their awakening, which is still, again, if we've reached the final level, you're not here in this realm. Right. And so that's what it, we also have to, I want to say, like, if you're looking at spiritual gurus as like this Jesus form or any type of Messiah or whatever else, yeah, you got to understand, like, again, they are still trying to figure it out. That's why they're here. But also they are trying to help you in different ways formalities and languages of like hey don't forget like we're also this so it's like this beautiful as above so
0: below connection of like we are gotta do both you know like you're what's and it's in the bible too like in this world but not of this world yeah. like you're still in this world you're still in this human experience. You're still in this body. Yeah, And I think, I mean, this is where you get to have discernment. Like, who do you you follow? Like, who do you believe? Like, what do you trust in? And ultimately, like, I don't trust anything as much as I trust myself. Right. Period. Point blank, period. I don't trust anybody as much as I trust myself. I have inspiration. Yeah. I gain inspiration from a lot of people. My journey through this human experience is karmically very transpersonal, meaning like I get a lot of teachings from outside of myself and then transmute that through my body. But, and at the same time, I also, I very much understand that I'm on this human experience and i think sometimes what we what people follow in spirituality are the people that are like i'm just so disconnected and i'm just in this like space of just enlightenment and i just do ayahuasca 27 times i'm like well if you did if you've done i if anybody tells me that they've done ayahuasca 27 times i'm like great so you do drugs yeah (laughs) You do drugs because there's no there's no embodiment happening. You're not there's no processing actually, and integration that's happening. Right, you're not yeah. in the human experience. You're yeah. doing whatever you can to not be in the human experience, which tells me that you're actually very, very not spiritually awake. Because actually, the most brave thing you can do as a spiritual being is
2: actually just come home to yourself and then like feel it. Yeah. Well said. Okay, I have a couple questions um, for you, Danielle. To follow up, you said you are on a a transpersonal experience. How did you discover that? How does one know what their journey is in this lifetime or on your spiritual awakening journey? Um, So go ahead and answer that. And then, Kelly, I have a question for you. And this is where you get to look at your human design, baby. And like, listen, here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing I want to
0: preface. And I, I've said this a lot, but it's important to say this now. The way that I, and Kelly might view, and I would love to hear if you view it differently. The way I view, like, the collective consciousness on this planet, in this reality, we are all moving towards something. There are people that call that an awakening. There's people that call that, you know, different dimensions, par- the new paradigm, the new earth, the great awakening, the, the, uh, five whatever right like expansion evolving cont- whatever it is we're all moving towards something you could be sprinting i could be cr- jogging breezy could be walking all of that's fine because we're all moving toward it undistracted the problem is and what we see a lot of right now and this goes back to like who's part of each paradigm you got the sprinters telling people and this this exists in politics this exists in mm. uh religion, this exists in the media, this exists in everything we do. The queer community, this exists in everything we do. So like you'll be able to relate this back to like whatever it is that you're thinking right now, like you'll be able to relate this back. But if you have the sprinters telling people, this is the only way to get there. Mm. And you got the joggers and the walkers saying that this is the only way to get there. Now you got everybody in the middle looking right and left going, okay, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And they're looking outside of themselves for the answers, which means they are distracted. If you are distracted and you are unable to discern for yourself, Then you are not moving forward, and I think this new paradigm that we're moving toward is really there are there is a we are all connected to a united divinity, whatever you call it, God source, universe, Allah. Like it doesn't matter to me what you call it. We are all connected to it, and there's a lot of tools that can help you to figure out for yourself what that means. And one of those tools is Human Design. Mm -hmm. It's not the end all be all. Astrology is not the end all be all. The Kabbalah is not the end all be all. There's so many different practices and tools and they're all just tools on a belt. But one way that you can kind of figure out and what really helped me figure out like, am I how am I supposed to be like moving through this life was human design. Yeah. And For me, I come in on a left angle in human design. So if you look up your human design chart, you will see that you are either a right angle cross or a left angle cross. Left angle cross have a very karmically transpersonal, meaning affected by others, journey through this lifetime, this human experience. I'm not talking about parallel, which like we're going to talk about parallel lives. We're going to talk about parallel realities. We're going to talk about all of that. I'm talking about this human experience. What your journey is. Mine is transpersonal. What I learn from outside of myself is I embody it, I integrate it, and then I help bring it out and create deep transformation in others. Kelly and Breezy are on a right angle cross, Mm -hmm. which means their karmic journey through this life is a personal one, a very selfish and personal journey, which means, yes, They're usually very extroverted and like they love being with people, but it's not what they learn from people really has no bearing on their evolution through this life, their evolution through this life and their ability to teach and to bring others with them comes from their personal experience. So it's just the difference between is it karmically personal or is it karmically transpersonal? Mm.
2: Thank you, Danielle. All right, Kelly. Um, what would you say is one of your biggest tools for being above the noise when you are on a spiritual path? This is for a question you received on Instagram or you both did. And Danielle, you can answer this one as well, (laughs) if you'd like to, too. Um, but what are some of the tools you use to block out the noise when you're on your spiritual path?
1: I, I go in hermit mode. <laughs> I go in hermit mode and I'm like, okay, because again, yeah, I am an extrovert and I love being around people. And so I'll go and, you know, pick up any type of data, you know, the collecting from friends or charging. And then when it gets too noisy, I just, I go into hermit mode and go back to like self mm-hmm. and hold myself. And I really start asking like questions of just like how am I feeling in, in different spaces and different like situations. Um, I'm not kidding. I spend a lot of time in hermit mode as much as I do when I'm outside, you know, going into the world. So, and I, it's sad because I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity, but it started for me of just even spending five minutes with myself and asking myself questions. And whether that be, if you believe in angels, spirit guides, your ancestors, it doesn't matter. Just that's still, you're spending
0: time with self. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're also a Capricorn. Yeah, You're also a two in human design, right? Two-four. So we both share that. We're both two. So like that hermit mode, I feel that. Yeah. Like I have to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's about being – because I think – what the question said above the noise, right? I don't think that we – I don't think – I think the, the issue is when you think you have to be above anything. Like, oh, yeah. Interesting, yeah. I don't – yeah, I don't – Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm above the noise. I feel like – I have to be able to reconnect to self. Yeah. And the way that you do that is by getting quiet.
1: Cause no matter what there's, I mean, the, I say the word data and information a lot with, with, and I'm just saying that as I'm like the noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you love data the noise is information for you regardless right Right. and uh we were talking about this as even in like you know dark energy or you know your demons it's like that's Mm -hmm. noise but what people think is noise or distractions but no matter what that's information Mm -hmm. and so it's like i will receive that information but also know yourself and like the limits and capacity that you have Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. and so like (laughs) Maybe I don't know why, but I think my tolerance is getting a little bit lower because I like spending more time with myself Mm -hmm. of I'm finding more charge being charged and fulfilled and like sitting with myself and like finding and collecting that data within.
0: Well, I think this is where like another way we can talk about this is it's called shadow work. Yeah, and this shadow yeah. work that you do, right? See, so this is how we show, like all of this is connected.
1: Yeah, all no these what, terminologies. All of these
0: terminologies, they're all connected. So whether you call it dark magic, whether you call it like- Shadow work. Shadow work. Like, I mean, I've heard it like, you know, the I know the religious and the faith-based community calls it like demonic. Like-
1: Or getting rid of toxic, like- toxic patterns, energy, behavior, yeah. energy, all that, that's
0: connected. That's all. It's all,
1: all connected. Because the toxic person is a trigger, which also is your shadow self that's not a, being a, able to live. Right. Which is in itself the, the demonic part of who your duality is, because all that is being suppressed and not having a voice. I always like to say, "Have tea with your demons." Everyone says that, right? Mm-hmm. Or not everyone. Some people mm-hmm. in the spiritual community says, "Have tea with your demons." Mm-hmm. Literally, be like, "Hey, what's going on?" We're talking. Like, why or you am I Talk to the inner child, the wounded inner, ego, yeah, that wounded yeah, inner child. Same thing. Everything's the same thing.
0: It's the same thing. Yeah. And it's not its not this thing that you have to, like, avoid. And it's not this thing. And actually, if you avoid it, then that means you're not healing it. Yeah. And so I think... If you're
1: avoiding a trigger. You're avoiding thing. a
0: trigger. And I... Like Kelly and I talk about this a lot. Like we love being triggered. I love being challenged
1: and triggered because it's like going to the gym. Yes. It's going to the gym and I'm going to lift up a weight. And if that weight is too heavy, I'm like, okay, I'll come back to it because I'm not ready for that trigger yet. It's the same as relationships, right? It's like, God, this is over capacity right now. This person's so toxic. Well, that toxic person's going to show up in any of every other relationship. You have to keep on hitting the gym and make sure that you're healing that trigger that trauma, that weight that
2: you need to, you know, build. Okay. So to kind of continue on this path and another question that was asked is how to nurture spiritual practices in and around people who are not spiritual. Oof. <laughs> this is a great question. This is a great question. I know who asked this
0: question. It's my friend Tia. Hi Tia. That's a great question.
1: Uh, it's funny cause I live in LA and I don't get fulfilled spiritually being in LA. That's probably why I'm in hermit mode a lot. (laughs) Like going back to really having to connect with self and like that's my charge and that's my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. I have a routine down to a T Mm-hmm. of my spiritual practices so when i go out and go out to the world i'm prepared and ready mm-hmm. for being like don't forget self yeah don't forget that because yeah. i st- i'm such an abductee as well like i adapt i go into i'm a mutable person and i go into that space and then kind of become that space but i'm always like no i am still the spiritual being mm-hmm. that i need to really have like mm-hmm.
0: have at the forefront mm-hmm. of my surface self mm-hmm. you know well and and if you look at like societal programming the most radical thing you can be is 100% yourself, which is also the most spiritual you can be. Yeah. The most spiritual thing you can be is completely connected to yourself and to completely trust yourself. And that is also not the norm. Right. The norm, the societal expectation and programming that we all currently exist in, in this era of human existence, is don't trust yourself. Look outside of yourself for the answers. Look at the pharmaceutical industry. Look at schools, right? Like you, the education system. Learn this, this. feel this. Like, oh, that doesn't feel good here. Take this pill to numb it. Oh, the drinking, like think about the alcohol industry. Like there are, everything is set up so that people do not pay attention to themselves and do not get uncomfortable and pay attention to their triggers and pay attention to their things. So actually like by you being a spiritual person, AKA very in touch with who you are and your demons and your shadows and your triggers and everything that lights you up, you're not the norm. And so I would say like for people that you're around that are not with it, just remember that There's probably a spiritual awakening that hasn't happened yet, but it's maybe not your job to wake these people up as much as it's just your job to stay on your path and then force, like, deep transformation. Like, I've very much experienced that in my own life. Like, I'm not here – like I said, I'm not here to wake you up. So, like, for me – I'm gonna keep doing the things that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna post about human design and I'm gonna talk about tarot cards and I'm gonna talk about, you know, radical honesty with myself. And I'm gonna talk about like being untriggerable and the right people will hear it when yeah. it's time for them to hear it.
1: Yeah. I wanted to go back to like what the question was of like you got to slowly like if slowly or very boldly just like go into those spaces if whoever she's surrounding herself with that's not spiritual just be like this is who i am i would love to teach you and if the the audience is not at capacity to listen like Mm -hmm. with with some of my family and some of my friends i had to like ease into it Mm. i had i tried different angles at first i was bold and loud and like angry about it as well oh same and then i'm like wait that's not even you know i'm angry because it's like i'm now just learning myself this Mm. as well and that it it's overflowing Mm. and so once i've tamed that i'm just like i'm gonna just if they ask me they ask me they know they'll they'll know who to come to
0: Mm -hmm. you know like i'm Mm -hmm. still gonna be me it's like when somebody when somebody starts to realize their own sexuality like this is Mm. going back to that you get mad like i remember when i like 20 it was like 28 2016 to 2018 I was mad at everyone. Like I got angry at yeah. people who didn't see things my way. But then what I was realizing that's was your spiritual awakening. It was, no, that's what it was. But angry. I, You're I like, was... why am I in this realm again? you like, God. Oh yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, why are people so fucking stupid? Like that was going through my head constantly. But ultimately what that meant was I was just still not a hundred percent connected to what I was still looking for other people to validate me because I felt crazy. Yeah. And what I had 100%. to learn was I had to like address those parts of myself and be like, why do I need them to validate me? Like, what if it's okay that I am just like very much unconnected to most people around me? And just know that like, as you do that, like your energetic frequency rises, which means you're no longer an energetic match for what you used to be an energetic match for. Cause like, I can say now, like, I don't, I don't ever like, I meet people, I still meet people all the time that like, are very clearly like not going to be able to like, understand like there's a lot of people that are going to hear this right now and it's going to go right over their head or it's just going to make them mad or they're going to be like well these people are fucking crazy
1: and actually like keep on playing this back until you are understanding what we're saying because it's so going to click
0: yes and it will click and probably what will happen is there'll be people that won't even listen to this at first because everything in them tells them not to pay attention to spirituality right right. and then eventually when it happens guaranteed they'll find this episode again and so i would say like find them for sure yeah. yeah like i would say if this is you and you're like i i just want people around me to understand spirituality, maybe instead, like find ways that you can understand yourself even more, and just trust that like when the time is right, it will happen, yep. just like it did with you. Because mm. like Kelly said, she had her first spiritual awakening when you were thirteen. Thirteen, I was terrified. Oh my god! My first one wasn't <laughs> until I was like twenty. It was like right before my my Saturn return. Like for mm-hmm. me, it was it was this. But I'm a six in human design too, and I'm a Sagittarius, so like it's a lot of wanderlust. It's a lot of like experiments. It's a lot of like being of the world and like finding myself through my experiences. So I actually didn't have my first spiritual awakening until I was like 26. And that was the first time I was like, what the heck is going on? So can you imagine if you and I were friends when you were 13 and you were like, Danielle, can't you just get it? Like, I don't understand why you can't do you can't. I was just such like- a weird kid. Right. And now that I look back, like, so was I, I actually didn't have just one group of friends. I actually didn't have just like one thing that I was into. Like I was kind of like all over the place. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. But I couldn't have known until I knew.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you believe
2: the universe tests you?
1: (laughs) I grew up very Christian, and, and and hearing that all the time in sermon, like, oh, God's gonna test you, God's gonna test you, and it's funny because just even today I said of like, oh, you know, the universe tests you, and Danielle, I'm gonna you know have you say it, and I was just like, wait, that's actually so beautiful and that's so right, and it, I was getting upset with myself for even using that word because it's
0: not what I believe in, or it's such an outdated term. So I want you to take this one. No, I don't think the universe tests you. I don't think God tests. I mean, God universe source, it's all the same thing, but I don't know. I don't think it tests you because something that tests you in like that indicates that there's a, a conniver, like a, a trickery, a tomfoolery, a, a, a less than genuine, a less than divine intention behind it like I don't test my friends. I don't test my son. I don't test the people that I love. So I think, I think what actually happens is you're presented with opportunity. You're presented with opportunities. You're presented with doors. Like we were sitting in my kitchen and there was a, our kitchen, Breezy's here. We were sitting in our (laughs) kitchen and there's a, there, you held up two napkins and you're like, oh yeah. It's like the universe goes, okay. You said you wanted a napkin. Do you want this, one this color, or this, or this one. color, yeah. And it's the same thing. Like here, okay, you said you wanted peace and freedom. You said you wanted X. You said you wanted Y. Well, here's a couple doors you can move through. Which one do you want to move through? And it's it's up to you. It's your action. It's not about you
1: have like, free will.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you that was have, a question,
1: right? What is it? My next that's what's so beautiful is when I'm hearing somebody that's in the most deepest, deepest state of a loop or like in their own reality that is so negative, I'm like, you really have a choice, but it's gonna be a lot harder for you to pull. Again, I go back to this gym analogy, is like you have the choice to go to the gym or not. And it's gonna be so hard for you to probably wanna go to the gym, but it's a mind shift. Mm -hmm. The mind shift is the most hardest point to start the inertia for you to
2: create that momentum to do that, Mm -hmm. that's free will. Okay. So well, that was one of the questions is what's the point of f- free will if the universe already knows what's coming?
1: The universe doesn't, it's only reflecting, it's a pond. It's only reflecting back to you of what you're wanting and saying and creating and vibrating mm-hmm. at. that is all the universe. God, it is you the universe is you. So it's like, you, it, if you tell yourself like, Oh my God, I am such an idiot. And there, this, your universe you within you is, is like, my command. all right, you're an idiot then, okay. But if you're like, I am the most beautiful human being, I am so smart, and the universe is like, all right, yeah, you are, yeah. it's just an echo. The universe is literally just an echo of you. And this is where- in your we, thoughts.
0: This is where if somebody says like, oh, so there's like, what's the point? A, going back to like the avoidant thing, mm. don't be avoidant, don't be like, what's the point of all of this if there's no free will? Like. And to say, like, if the universe knows how it's gonna be anyway, you that and that to me says that you are assuming that the universe is either deciding that your life is going to be good or bad. And the universe, God, source, it doesn't do that. There's no good or bad. There just is. It doesn't attach, it doesn't, you attach the meaning to it based on your experiences and your perception of reality. And so it's like Kelly said, if you wake up every day saying like, I'm oppressed, the world hates me, you're going to get proof of that everywhere you turn. It does get complicated when we're talking about parallel lives. So yes. there's
1: this is just a very good template of that, but then when you're adding into the multiple, multi-universe, Uh, it gets really kind of complicated because even the multi-universe or the, you know, your parallel lives are all an amoeba of self regardless. Mm -hmm. So that's where we'll, we'll dive into that, but that, that's what it gets complicated and it's not so black and white, but, but right now it's like dealing with this reality, it's, Pretty black and white with the duality
0: of that. Yeah. And this is where like neutrality really gets to be part of it. Because also, you know, the your reticular activating system, which is people call it the RAS, it think of it like the um, it's like the guards at Buckingham Palace. Like they decide who gets in and who doesn't. Yeah. And so if you have perceived something or there's something in your life that you perceive as negative, then you're going to get proof of that from the universe at any time but you are still under free will which means you can change your mind at any time so it's like it this idea that there's no that there's no free will and that the universe like you don't get to like bend the uni like you you don't get to like bend the universe like you just get to change who you are and how you see things and your perspective and your reality to become the person who has the life you desire. Like, that's what changes it. And that is all free will. It's like, there's, I know there's people out there that are like, free will is not a real thing. And it's like, I don't believe that because it's like, if I get accepted to college at UCLA and I commit to UCLA, and then I, right before I go to UCLA, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go to USC instead, or I'm just not going to go to college at all. That's my free will. And that decision is going to give me a different reality.
1: Yeah. I'm going to dive into this actually, because somebody listening might be like, well, what about somebody that's in, I don't know, like, let's just say Saudi Arabia that is getting, you know, child trafficked, right? Yes. Like they're like, what's what's their free will then? Right. So that's what I mean about that goes actually into a karmic, there is karma and there is karmic debt that you have to pay and karma is not good or bad it's not good we or bad. assume it's good or bad it's not in this realm yeah exactly so if i if if this person you know let's just say it was a child and, and it's so sad because children really do have like this very interesting space between every different reality and realm of what they're connecting to mm. it's very complicated to to really talk about. But essentially, like you are so connected to every realm that you do have so many different lives that you're living. So if this child is actually, you know, being child trafficked, they are paying off another previous like life that's connected to them, that Mm -hmm. karmic debt. The thing that your free will comes in is that say like they were child trafficked and that that possibility already happened. And so they're sitting at this person's home all these negative things are happening to them. They still have a choice of what's going to happen and what they're going to be doing. You are cura- You are a creator. We are creators. Mm-hmm. So we got to be as creative as possible to find this choice of mm-hmm. free will of what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue going into this loop of being in the, in this space of mm-hmm. of a you know a child traffic person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. victim? Thank you. Um, or are you going to fight? Your per- your oppressor, or are you going to do something creative, really shifting this mindset and start manifesting mm-hmm. something else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this A- is- that's really hard topic, and I really hope that this does trigger somebody. But I'm talking about in the most darkest of spaces, mm-hmm. you have this really hard hard capability to actually change your mindset and making mm-hmm. it into something, and being like, what if I actually make my oppressor this is a really bad like example but like laugh or something and they end up taking you know keen to you and being like wait okay i actually see you something else i don't want to put like
0: something changes well and we can even talk about like this could even go when we talk about like different you know where you grew up and like culturally and like different races like you know this is why people that grow up in like horrible 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 childhoods end up being like the most impactful, powerful people, because you always the have minds- free will to turn your pain into the power.
1: Yeah. And it's like, again, it's like they grew up into that because they still had the previous lifetime that they had it like they were still going into. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's beautiful about life. When we die, we are continuing our energy regardless. Energy our-
0: cannot die. That is science. Yeah. It transmutes.
1: So that's what what it is. It's like even if your body dies, you're still continuing this path. So if you enter into another body and you are entering into the same vibration of like, okay, now I'm in this, you know, very oppressed culture or scenario it's because you're living out this this whole previous lifetime yep so what are you going to do to change that if you don't want to continue living it Mm -hmm. you do a mind you know mind shift change Mm -hmm. anything changes you start manifesting getting different tools into this reality Mm -hmm. and using them
0: well and it's it's one of those things too where you just get into this this, you know, I, I think this is why like this kind of work is so challenging for people because it's so easy to be like, Oh yeah, like I choose my own free will and every, you know, and all these things. But then when it comes to this, like, these darker Dark, things yes, then all of a sudden we go well no that doesn't count no and it's but like, it does
1: count the universal it's harder yeah, it's, it's, a de- it's a more dense dense you know uh, vibration yes. and so that's why it's hard like imagine being in a well yes oh my god you're in this deep deep well
0: you pulled the well card this morning i that's did pull crazy. the well card
1: um but you're in this deep well it's gonna be a lot more harder to get out yes it's gonna be a lot more harder because you vibrationally went down that low yes yes you know and so it's like you re- it's gonna take
0: longer I have this conversation with clients a lot because I, you know, I have clients that, you know, come from the black community, come from, you know, Jewish heritage. Like these these, you know, these cultures that have so much ingrained trauma yeah. in the DNA and yeah. like generationally speaking, yes, getting out of that will be a more challenging journey than somebody who grew up like pretty easy childhood, like no real no real obstacles to go through. Like it will be different, but like this is where i think where you were saying like this is where you get to really tap into i came here though to have this human experience my purpose in this experience is to move through this yeah and so i was i equipped myself and uh, like the universe, God equipped me with the tools to move through this. Even Whatever that spiritual practice may be. Whatever your you spiritual know, practice is. Or not
1: even a spiritual practice. It could just be like, I finally, finally believe in me. I have a will. And that's what it is, is like, you got to dig in deep yeah. for the will. So again, with the analogy of a well yeah. is like, Say like you're in this well, and you end up collapsing and dying in this well. Well, your life continues. So you wake up and you're still in this well, that's your oppressed, you know, surrounding your environment that you wake up into this lifetime. Yep. So you're waking up in this well and you're like, oh my God, how did I even get here? Like, what's going on? How do I do this? Start being creative of how you're gonna get out of it. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna start crawling? Are you gonna start calling for something? Mm-hmm. And say you do call for somebody, you're like, God, like God, or whoever else you're finally calling for somebody, somebody down at the well is like, hey, Hey, like you know, try this, try that. That's your tools. Yep. And you start using those yep. tools and let's just say you're halfway up climbing up this, rel- you know, well. Yep. And then you get so exhausted and tired, you end up falling and dying again. Mm-hmm. Well, you wake up in another lifetime. The same thing. You're equipped more with more. You have more strength. You you know, you you have more tools. Mm-hmm. You're like, "All right, I'm going to get it again." Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm literally how parallel lives work with your karma, with your density of vibration, trying to moving up and ascend in vibration.
0: Yeah. And then if we bring that into this life, that's where we get to talk about like childhood trauma, generational trauma, like moving through these things. Like this is where, when you decide, let's say you, let's say you are a person who no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, you feel like you always end up broke. You can't get out of this like cycle of just like being broke. There's always more month at the end of the money always. And no matter what you do, you find yourself back in this loop in this. Well, well, ne- well, <laughs> well, 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 your will, your will, <laughs> your will. Next time you go through this, you're equipped with more tools. Yeah. It's your choice, your free will, to use them whether or not you use them. And sure. Might it be harder if like that, that trauma is ingrained deeper into your dna of course it will be yeah and that's the ego so when i talk about like with my clients this is where like ego and subconscious mind come in because yeah if you're trying to break generational patterns your ego doesn't like that because your egos and your subconscious mind which is like your reptilian brain is meant to keep you safe which is like fight or flight right? And so if I'm crossing the street at Times Square at night and there's a car coming, I want my subconscious mind to be like, bitch, look both ways and save my life. <laughs> yeah. But like it does that even when it comes time to growth, because it doesn't know where we haven't been. That's your intuition. That's where you're connected to source. And so if it doesn't know, then it's going to try to protect you from it. That doesn't mean it's the wrong path. It
1: doesn't Do you, know mean- what, you know what does know though? Emotion. Right. Emotion is actually what helps you move forward into the unknowing. Which is your intuition. Which is your yep.
0: And your intuition is your one direct connection to whatever that highest power is for you. And so, yes, it might be harder. You might bump up against more fear, more scarcity, more I can't, more feeling like you're out of control and you have no free will. But at the end of the day, how equipped are you to actually move beyond where your ego has decided you should stop how you're probably more equipped than you think and the difference is your free will and then based on what choices you make universe goes all right let's go yeah
1: i want to continue this well analogy but i feel like the next question might even like has play a, a part into that
2: it might it might um i mean Kelly referenced a lot about parallel lives, past lives. Um, you are a licensed mm-hmm. um, past life QHHT, which is Quantum Healing Hypnotherapy.
1: Okay, so and that's you- uh, that's based off of Dolores Cannon's practices. And Dolores Cannon is what we say, like the godmother of past life regressions there. She has multiple books. They get really kind of cool and cosmic. And that's why I, I found that that her practices were what I really love doing because it's talking about quantum healing and not just past in this, in this reality. Okay,
2: cool. So sorry. Yeah, uh, no, (laughs) that was so yeah. Okay. okay. (laughs) So I hear a lot of past lives, um, parallel lives. Uh, Danielle, you mentioned generational trauma is something you work on, human design. You both are deep in astrology for someone who is having a spiritual awakening okay or on this journey is there one of those categories that is more important than the other or is there an order to like hey i should really you know heal my generational trauma and then look into my past lives and then dig into human design i know We're already shaking our heads. I know <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> They're to They're already, already shaking their heads, heads. Yeah. and um i know that they are all connected cuz so you both share how you've found them to be most connected and if there is you know any sort of pattern that you believe oh. you should do.
0: Oh. Like well, really how much time? How much, t- how much time do we have though? I know, like short answer. <laughs> don't give your power away to any of these things. Yeah. <laughs> These things are all true and not true, all at the same
1: time. Duality ever resonates. I mean, there are so other systems that we're in 2024, and there are systems that are still haven't systems or whatever. You know, like spiritual. Are you getting naked right I now? I am. I'm buttoning. <laughs> spiritual practices that still haven't even come to our being yet because our minds simply can't even comprehend it yet. Yeah.
0: And like, Uh. and like what resonates and I don't even find like sometimes what resonates with me one day shifts and then I'm like, oh, actually like I'm more connected to this tool. Think about like building a house. Like Mm. there's a lot of ways to build a house. There's not just one tool that's better or worse to build a house. And it's the same thing. Like if you're just getting started, just A, tap into you, like, how do you feel? What do you think? And then start reading books. (laughs) I know, that's what I love, is like a lot of people read
1: books and and thank God they're out there because when I was having my spiritual awakening, there there weren't any books that I really- What was the first book you read? The first book that I read was called The Ultimate Truth
0: mm, I uh, by book. Peter
1: C. Rogers, and it is dense. Mm-hmm. It is like I had to read I had to stop and read that book multiple times. Um, and then it was Brian Weiss's books. And that's when I fell in love with like past life regressions. Mm-hmm. And then Dolores Cannon, I read almost every single one. of them. And then mm-hmm. Book of Raw, Book of mm-hmm. Raw is really big. Mm-hmm. Then I wrote, uh, read the, the Golden Dawn book, which, you know, is like all about spells. Um, and then a lot of monographs from my, from my the Rosicrucian order. But all these tools are are simply just saying, like, again, if you start crutching on any of these tools, you're still now going outside of yourself. Right. Because no matter what, it's like take and read all this information, everything that resonates, whatever is truth. That's great. That's great. Collect it, collect it. And then meditate on it and saying like, okay, well, I believe this, but this doesn't feel right to me.
0: Mm. So it's like going always Always go back to self. Be willing to challenge every version of yourself. Like there are times where I'm like, well, no, but I believe this. And I'm like, but do I believe that? I don't know if I believe that anymore. And and it's
1: okay if it changes. It should. It should change. You're a butterfly. You were
0: never meant to stay the same.
1: And we'll also, our brains are growing, comprehending as the vibration changes
0: collectively. You literally get new cells every second. Like trillions of cells turn over in your body in an hour. And you're going to sit here and you're going to like hold on to the fact that you're like, I'm different. I'm different now than I was a year ago. Fucking duh. Fucking duh. You're different than you were a year ago. I'm different than I was. I'm different than I was 48 hours ago based on the experiences I've had, you know, like, it's just, it's just one of those things where you just kind of get into this, this, it's like, if I, I meet people where I'll work with them on their human design and they're like, well, I'm a manifesting generator. So I actually shouldn't niche down. And I'm like, yeah, but if you feel like niching down in your business or in your life is something that's suiting you right now, then are you really going to give your power away to human design? Like, And you actually said this earlier, like there's been times where something will happen and you'll be like, well, maybe in a past life I did this and you've had your friend, like had Devin be like, no, but in this, in this life, lifetime yeah don't it, forget come back <laughs> yeah be here now you know like i can it's like it, i, I was see, tr- and we see this as like memes on social media all the time it's like are you really a sagittarius and you just say whatever you want or are you just a dick <laughs> I'm both <laughs> is the answer to that. Like yeah. <laughs> I say whatever I want. And yes. That is like in, innately in me and I'm learning to not just speak my mind all the time and actually like put all 10 toes on the ground mm. and have discernment with what I say. So it's representative of how I actually feel instead of based on like habits that I have formed or like, you know, the, that, that programming that I have to respond
1: it's funny because like it comes down to I always go back to like the the rock right and everything and everywhere, none, none of this matters, because what matters is you connecting with yourself. Everything else, again, drown out the noise. This is the noise, right? Drowning out the noise when it gets too much and you're like, oh my god, what am I supposed to eat? What am I supposed to drink? What am I supposed to be like? Who am I supposed to be into this world to be the best version of myself, or even wanting to be the most villain self of your. Be,
0: be everything and nothing all at once. And what am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to You're looking outside yourself for the answers. Yeah. You're back to looking outside of yourself for the answers. And then it's like, it's like we, I think we're all these individual rivers. Like I always think of like all of us. I, I love a metaphor. I know. Love a metaphor. I love a visual. So the visual is imagine we are all these little rivers. Like if you're, you know, if you're in the U S like there's so many rivers that flow through the United States, so many rivers that flow through Canada and Europe and like all these different countries and all of these rivers eventually flow to the same ocean. But like, can you imagine if one river was like, Hey, what's that river doing? Should I go that way? Well, guess what? (laughs) Now an entire ecosystem of trees and animals and humans are dying because that river is going to no longer flow. What a beautiful analogy. On the fucking river. Some rivers Metaphors. are even very fast and some rivers are very slow. Some rivers, like they're downhill and they're meant to cause force and they're meant to like move mountains. Mm. Some rivers are really just meant to flow and wind so that people can drink and that animals can live and that plants can grow so we can have more oxygen. We're all fucking connected. That's so beautiful. So just like really get on your enough. own fucking raft, get in your own fucking river. Or just like trot around a little, like, you know, just a stream. Yeah, like you're maybe a stream. Maybe you're the Grand Canyon. Like, I don't know what you are but like eventually like trust that if you are willing to follow your own river aka look within yourself for the answers eventually you're gonna flow to the same ocean that we're all flowing towards and that is the most inclusive that is the most um that is the most collective you can be selfishness is actually the most selfless thing you can be in this life because by following your own path you are raising your frequency which affects everyone through the law of transmutation i hope you enjoyed part one it feels like we just went through so much and we are just getting started so if you come back on tuesday we will be back with our part two see you then